Furlough Fridays podcast. Okay, very excited times. Yay, Furlough Fridays podcast. See, yeah, yeah, we're all we're all <laughs> applauding. It's gonna get better and better. It's gonna get real it's just good. Better, this is time. podcast. I think like episode three. Oh, and Adam's got. And his I've got an notes. agenda. He's ready. Did you guys get the agenda that I sent? I did see the agenda. Thank you for organizing that, Adam. It's uh, it's really great to have you as the podcast officiator. You know what? That's a good point. Thank you for saying that. I am the podcast officiator or the MC or mediator, whatever we want to say. My name is Adam Yates, and to my left is my wife. Me. Megan. Megan Yates. And in front of me is our drummer. Introduce yourself. That's me. I'm JP. All right. And then next to JP is our esteemed awesome singer and front lady, whose name is. I'm Linda. Hi. Linda. <laughs> okay. Also known as Minnie Mintz. There's a little bit of a lag. Ah! We have a dog on our lap. So what I want, what I thought we would do is we'll start off today. Let's uh, let's just discuss current events. How's it going? The first question is, what's going on in the world right now since the last time we got together and recorded our words? Uh... What's the big thing going on? Yeah, coronavirus. I think that's the big, the big word that that uh, really, really is bumming everybody out, man. We've yeah, all been stuck coronavirus. inside. That's what's going on. Yeah, my phone got coronavirus. Really? Damn. Yeah. Megan wow. just gave me a really good blank stare. It was wow. like right out of the office. I've, yeah. It was we, pretty good. We've been married for a while, so I'm used to it. Sixteen years now. Oh yeah. Hey, I think wow, we got married before years. you guys, right? That's how long we've been married. This year in May, it'll be 16 years. That's right. Okay, so I thought we were a month ahead of you guys. Now, you guys got married a month before we did. Wow, that's crazy. Same year, 2004. 2004, yeah. And then a year later, we had our first kid, which is another fun experience to have. Yeah, those babies. We waited a a little bit longer. (laughs) It's a good idea. (laughs) Looking back, I kind of think you're on the right track there. It's all good. We had our kids right on time because they're going to be off to college and we're going to be able to explore the world by the time we're 45. Yeah, I was that's just... when Furlough Fridays goes on a world tour. Heck yes. Uh, well, of course, after all the coronavirus. Yes, that's of course. <laughs> goes yes, away. That's yeah, Everybody's uh, <laughs> not coughing up lungs and stuff anymore. Yeah. I was just telling Megan today, we were working on a fence in our front yard. And uh, I was telling Megan that it feels like like we're been together for 16 years, and it still feels like we haven't started. And like I, I always feel like, oh man, we're just we're almost ready to actually really settle down and get started. Uh, uh, do you guys have that same feeling every now and then? We're like we're always just trying to like finally like stay, establish yourselves. But I, I I don't know. I I guess I only ever felt that way until we finally got to buy our own home. Yeah. I, I remember feeling, you know, very limited by where we were living for a long time and then just looking forward to being able to have something of our own. Yeah. And then when we did, I mean like that really did feel like a big step. Like you're you're a real grown up now. Yeah. You had to sign like fifty different like forms and, you know, get it notarized and then suddenly yeah. it's like you're a grown up. Yeah. So yeah, but we we move a lot less than you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. we have we How have many, what you might what you might call a moving problem. We can't stop. Yeah, you guys moving. are addicted to move. You guys are addicted to moving. Uh, what? How many times have you moved since Furlough Fridays has been a band? Uh, oh. one house, two house, three houses. This is our fourth house. 
No, no, no. Because one was no. a rental. One was a rental. No, no, no. Total, uh, no, total. Even, even rentals. Oh, since we were together. Since, oh, crap. Since Willow Friday started. No, oh, no, my. no. Then Notre Dame. Notre Dame, because back then it was Madison Lane, but, but uh, we were living in the Notre Dame apartment. Then we went to government housing part one, then government housing part two, and then our tiny little White Avenue house that we rented. And, and then, then that apartment for like a month or two. The cool apartment. And then our Chico house. Bought a house. And then uh, Victoria. Victoria house. Highland Redding. Circle. Skiway. Ten. Ten. Ten times. <laughs> Ten Jesus. freaking times we but, have moved. How many times have you moved since we've been together? I might ask. Uh, twice. I think twice. Shut no, up. No, once. What? <laughs> one shut time. up. Just That's one time. But you know what we did was we we got better and we changed so that from now on we will never sell a house ever again. <laughs> we will simply have a rental every time we move and we'll rent out our old house. So at least we don't lose money with the realtor, which was a huge mistake. We've lost a lot of money to realtors. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, it's fun. You guys you guys have all the experience moving. Yeah. And just accept that this is who we are. Well, here's my real question. So now that we're all like on quarantine pretty much, well, here in California, I don't know if the rest of the world is calling it shelter in place, but like it's, it's pretty much quarantine, pretty much right? Pretty much yeah. Uh, wh- how's it affecting, um, like, how's it affecting you guys where you live, you know, for all of our listeners out there? Um, for me, mostly just with work. Um, like it, everything that I am supposed to be doing right now, I can't do. I'm running a program for girls, and it entirely depends on getting groups together and being a team, and that's just not happening. Basically, have to find a way to stay afloat um, until we can recover from it. It's crazy that this is all from, like, a preemptive voluntary shutdown of the economy, too. Like, we're doing it for a good reason. We want to save, you know, as many people as we can and slow down mm-hmm. the spread. But it's just it's just crazy that it's, a, like, a, just a decision as a country that we've made to just... And a lot of businesses are not recovering, unfortunately. I see a lot of people freaking out thinking that maybe the military will show up and it'll turn into martial law and stuff. Not you if guys the military see that here. Uh, well, it's happened in other countries, but I'm not sure if it'll happen in uh, this area. How come? Uh, just think maybe people will get on board with the program, mm-hmm. and we won't need it. Huh. That's what I'm hoping too. I'm really hopeful. Yeah, I'm hopeful that we wouldn't um, need something like that. Yeah, I, I think that we've been lucky in our area to kind of act quickly enough to hopefully see some results and yeah, and how everything plays out. But um. I mean, it's just it just sucks because there's just a lot of events, especially spring-related events. It's mm-hmm. a beautiful time of year, and we yeah. we just don't really get to gather and celebrate that. We have to find other ways to yeah to just appreciative and have the gratitude and celebrate in your own personal ways yeah. with your family or by yourself or wherever you are. Hey, we're building a fort at our house. We're stoked. <laughs> well, actually, Linda, what you're talking about like is a good segue into like my main question. Have you guys heard about what's happening to Chico News and Review? Um, yeah, well, I think it's still up in the air for them. I think it's very similar to what's going on with us. You know, I mean, they rely on sponsors and ads and other things. They um, are dealing with having to shut down printing. But I think that they are still working on potentially still getting back into printing. Cool. Um, 
Jason Cassidy, he's the um, editor for the arts section of the News and Review. He, he's been kind of giving little updates, and I've been seeing what he's been saying. And it's there is some hope, I think, some light at the end of the tunnel, or he was alluding to that anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so last but, yeah, I read I mean, was... It's just, uh, no, I was saying, the last I read is that like the Reno News and Review and Sacramento News and Review and the Chico News and Review were all closing down. Forever? Well, they've currently closed down, yeah. They're not operating, no one's operating, you know. But I think that there's still, there's stuff being put online, um, and I, I didn't look into anything else. Uh, but I'm just going by what Jason said. Oh, dude, okay, because I read this editorial by this one lady, I don't know who it was, and she was like, well, goodbye, everybody. It's been a real fun ride being part of CNR, but gotta go. Thanks a lot, coronavirus. And that was like, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen to CNR? And yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was just a temporary thing. Yeah, because it makes sense that as soon as uh, everybody's allowed to go back to work and start meeting in groups again, that everything would pick back up and everybody will just be on unemployment for now. Right? I imagine. Um, it, it's something that would, they're used to printing every week. So shutting down is saying goodbye. Oh, I mean, for the indefinite future, for yeah. sure. But I think it, hopefully it would be with the intention of coming back, whether yeah. it has to be in a year or sure. less or more. Hopefully way less. Uh, here's what I would like to know. What is your guys' favorite memory or, like, first memory of the Chico News and Review? I'll start. I'll give you an example of what I'm thinking <laughs> I'll about. start. When I was a young kid, I grew up in a small town just 45 minutes north of Chico, right? A place called Red Bluff. And my family on, like, Friday nights would go to, to Round Table Pizza, and that's where we'd have our, our Friday night pizza night. And... Like, the CNR, Chicken News and Review, goes, like, everywhere. Um, I don't know if it ends up in Reading Reading or not, but, like, we would check out the Chicken News and Review and go straight to the movie reviews. And the CNR, like, the movie, we always felt like the reviewers for Chicken News and Review were, like, extremely opposite-ended for our particular opinions about movies. I remember, like, yeah, like, the movie Independence Day came out, and they have, like, this this rating where if, like, you have this happy bowl of popcorn, that means it's awesome, and there's, like, five levels down to, like, this crumpled up, frowny, like, uh, you know, bowl of popcorn. And they gave, and had, like, X's on its eyes, like, showing, like, this movie killed this bowl of popcorn, pretty much. And they gave Independence Day, like, the worst review of all time, and my family freaking loved Independence Day. I watched it, like, seven times in the theater. Yeah. That's how much of an Independence Day, an IDK, if you will. No, no, no. What do you call ID four? Uh, a file that I was, and I was so upset. I was offended that they hated my favorite movie of all time. And then when the Phantom Menace Star Wars movie came out, I thought it was awesome, and uh, I was like, and then they tore that one apart too, and they, they called it an abomination, <laughs> and uh, it just blew my mind that people hated it so much. And also like the Star Wars remakes. And that that was like like every t- but every time we couldn't stop picking up the CNR and seeing what they said about the news like seeing what they saw, thought about the movies, and yeah. the idea of Chico News and Review closing and not having those terrible reviews of my favorite movies really brought a tear to my eye. I liked having some contrarian opinions. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember how good the reviews used to be. And, uh, I remember when I was a kid reading them all the time, and like every movie that was out in the movie theater would have a review. And now it seems like more recently, um, like you'll look through there and it'll show the movie times and there'll be like one movie reviewed or something like that. And I just feel like the, I feel like the, that's kind of a reflection of like the movie, th- movie theater culture these days. Like they're just, 
I don't feel like uh, the movie theater culture is what it used to be. Oh, really? And uh, I think also all the streaming at home and everybody has these gigantic 4K TVs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I just don't think there's that same need for uh, yeah. a local movie review system in that way. You, do you know what I mean? But, it, I mean, it is more than that. It's It's like... It, it has a section for movies, but there's also just arts and culture, and it features local bands and yeah. local artists. Right, and exactly. Yeah. Local comedians what? and things going on around town. Okay, so my first memory of Chico News Review is just being a high school student walking from Chico High downtown, and you just <clears throat> grab one of those News and Reviews while you're waiting for your pizza or your sandwich. And you're looking at stuff, and you know, as a teenager, you're curious about what's going on. At the time, we got to find out about all kinds of cool things, like shows at the Brickworks, or um, like, and and really, yeah. like, it was a thriving time. Like, I I feel extremely lucky that we got to grow up during that time, especially for Chico, and and I think that we're still thriving as an art community, but we're struggling for venues we are struggling hard for venues and this is just making it even harder for all of us as artists wanting wanting to get your your art out there and to connect with other people and show what you have been working on and stuff and um so we don't get to do any of that like we're trying to go online and feature ourselves in other ways creatively just so we can keep going but yeah you know it 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 was it was cool having chicken news review there i also didn't have a phone i didn't have any of that stuff where i could seek those things out and and i think the future yeah i mean i think the future of chico news review will be more online and maybe just going the the route of having an app or something, and it would oh, be very similar to holding the piece of paper, but no resources would be going into printing it every week, which is it takes a lot of resources, you know, trees, things like that. Yeah. So it's a lot to think about, but there's still something really special about holding it in your hand, just like yeah. a CD, you know, a CD with a booklet yeah. about the music. Maybe it has lyrics. And you hold it in your hand while you're yeah. listening to the music. The music that is Chico. Yeah. A yeah. Bit, a little bit. I gotta be honest. I I never cared about like the music stuff uh, when it came to CNR. Like when I was a when I was 21 years old and I was in my like second band called Three Cent Penny and we were this terrible like quote unquote Scott punk band. I was always like one day I'm gonna get in the Chico News and Review. That's when I started checking it out because I was finally in a band and so it pertained to me. But I didn't like look at any of the art stuff until it pertained to me. Like I only looked at the movies because I was like a young kid and movies were all I cared about. We looked at the political jokes. Every now and then, and my parents were extreme conservatives, and so they would tear those political jokes apart. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, these liberals coming out of Chico. <laughs> and, and then I moved to Chico, and I kind of sided with CNR a bit more. But like, but uh, remember when we uh, when we first started Fellow Fridays? I don't know about you guys, but like, I constantly daydreamed that we would be part of the Cammies at some point. Mm-hmm. Are the Cammies still happening? Oh, no. I, I don't think so. I mean, they would they would have had Aww. to cancel all of their events, but even then, it seemed like they were really pulling back from even hosting them and promoting them. 
um, they started to make it more of this like elite thing. And they, I think they only had a couple of shows, including just one at the big room where they had a few artists play or something. <laughs> so, okay. To answer your question, Adam, one of my favorite memories was when they used to have the spicy personals. Remember those? Would you say spicy Christmas? The spicy personals. Like classified? Spicy personals. Oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot about the spicy personals. Yeah, they don't have the very last about? page. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. Those were always fun wait, wait, wait. to just kind of read through when you had like five minutes to kill. And just read through all... I completely forgot about the spicy <laughs> yeah. personals. What oh is my that? God. Okay, so the very, very last page, maybe like the second to last page, they would have like this section where it was just like single guy looking for another single guy or, the, or like wait a minute is this... and it was like super super like pg-13 description of like looking for a great time on a friday night no strings attached call so, me yeah. this or, yeah, so or something it's, like that it's a little more pg it's not like when you accidentally click on the craigslist personals because you were going to click the musician thing right no under it, no dude and then you're like oh, i feel like eyes. it was just as spicy as craigslist yeah, it no was like, craigslist it was like, is bad i am a i am a five foot three hundred or like 250 pound man who loves to lick toes. Ew. If you would like me to lick your toes, nope. Call. Nope. <laughs> like, nope. Like, nope. stuff like that. Yeah, I forgot all about yeah. that. Spicy. Oh, man. <laughs> that's a spicy. <laughs> You know, and that's this is gonna really date myself when like I'll like, but like in the '90s, I, I grew up in a very, I think, sheltered childhood, and I yeah. didn't realize that there were actually like gay people or alternative lifestyles actually outside of my town. And so when I read those spicy personals and found out about non-heterosexual lifestyles and they were just being open and ready to talk about it, it blew my mind. I was like, whoa, yeah. that actually yeah, happens. Megan, do you, Megan, do you have any me. memories of the CNR that you would like to share? Anything fun? You know, my favorite memory is actually really recently um, when they the last they featured us in a, on a page um, for which show was it we just did? With the Maltese, I think. The Maltese, and I just felt no, it lost, lost on me. I felt so much love for the CNNR because we came back and started doing shows again in Chico, and they gave they put our picture in the paper. And it was just like old times. Um, I should I say old times, but whatever. It was it was just like old times, and and I just felt so much love from the city of Chico, and um, I just wanted to just like put our music all over, you know, get up in yeah, there that, as a, as a thing. That really was a great. And then this all happened, and we're kind of. That really was a great picture. They called us the best bet. The best bet. Yeah. Right? Your Isn't best that like, bet for yeah, the they night. had like they had the section. <laughs> yeah. Your best bet for the night was Frodo Friday. Well, have a good time. Can I right. say something? For people who are not familiar with our band, we pour our heart and soul into our performances. Like we get up there and we're not really like we if how do I how do I say this? Like in English. In English, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'll do that. So we're not um, we're not gonna get up and be like, oh, do I look okay? Oh, do I sound okay? We're gonna go and give an honest, genuine performance of our music and it's our gift to the community and we wanna make people feel better after their crappy day at work or whatever their day was like. Um, we wanna give people a break from stress and to come somewhere and forget about everything, leave it all at the door, walk in, go to our show and just go home being like, yeah, okay. I feel better now or I can take on the week now and you know look forward to the next time. Um, we, 
And you know, sometimes that means that we're playing so hard that we don't realize that we're out of key or I'm playing. Or we totally accidentally knock someone in the face in the audience. And luckily, they're so drunk, they don't care. That I've got a capo stuck in my strings and my guitar isn't making any sense I never at all. I make any mistakes, but it's okay, guys. What's the best? Oh, yeah. Okay, two final questions. What's the awesomest, the most like fantastic mistake? That we've ever made that we've like pulled ourselves out of uh, oh god well i've got I, the santa cruz show is the one that i think of every santa cruz show time. yeah so that was like the greatest recovery of yeah. all time so we were i'll tell the story we're playing it we're playing in santa cruz i forget the name of the venue uh it was a really cool venue i remember that and it our, was the lounge at the catalyst yeah the, the lounge at the catalyst blue october was playing yeah, too. I, yeah in the big venue and i remember i remember that it, all the mm. other bands that were playing were like really a lot more metal than us and that's something that kind of happens to furlough fridays all the time is that we're like we're not quite as hard as some of the other bands that are out there uh and you know we don't wear all black but, like we're too loud to play with like you know the more folksy bluegrass yeah. or other things like so it's kind of yeah we're we're but we're just not we're screaming. a bit of a tough pair sometimes but um but like i remember being a little bit nervous about playing at this show with the bands which were kind of a different genre than us and uh you know we're we're the guys who are wearing like colorful t-shirts with like cartoon characters on them and everyone else has black <laughs> shirts with like some sort of like gothic we have a positive message about <laughs> being nice to people yeah, oh, exactly yeah. and so and so too. i was getting they a little nervous before the show and i remember uh they had a little hangout area for the band and everybody was drinking beers and we were hanging out with that guy who taught us the word chale remember that yeah. Oh yeah, he was cool. I don't cool. remember what that means, but I, but apparently I couldn't say it right. And uh, I think it means yeah, cool. cool or something like that in Spanish. But <laughs> anyway, so I remember I had <laughs> drank maybe a, maybe a couple too many beers uh, before the show. It was free backstage. Yeah, remember, How could yeah. we not? And, uh, I think they're being so hospitable. There being a lot of coronas. Actually. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> we were, and we were on tours because yeah. we were just like, oh, this is our so great. Tour. Yeah, we were so anyway, so I was pretty yeah. drunk free and food, we got up beer. there to play. And I remember thinking, like, I'm just going to hit extra hard. That's how you can be extra metal is just hit extra <laughs> hard. And, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> and, uh, and we're playing. That's more and metal. We're playing, and all of a sudden, Linda turns around and looks at me and she mouths the words, you fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> Didn't she also do like yeah, the cutthroat yeah. sign, like in yeah. it, in it, like it it's like over? Serious. And I was like, oh my god. And then I realized I, that we were in this like whirlwind <laughs> where like I couldn't tell like what part of the song we were in or like what the hell was going on. Yeah. And uh, it's like that dream where you're in school naked. I was oh, go ahead. so Let's scared. Go. I was so like, oh my god, how are we gonna get out of this? And all of a sudden, like it just like we all just snapped back together and finished up the song and uh it's because we like never quit like furlough fridays never quits during a song no matter how fun <laughs> that's right uh, not until our dying but, breath we will not stop the music <laughs> but so anyway as a result of that i was totally shaken for the rest of the night like my my confidence and like the the way i was playing was so timid like i wasn't even doing any drum fills I was just totally off my game for the rest of the night and for like the subsequent like three shows that we played. And uh, it wasn't uh-huh. until... No, we played a show in San Francisco. Well, we played other shows and they were fine, but I just didn't feel good after that. Because I was like, oh man, how could I have messed up like that? 
And uh, and so anyway, so it wasn't until after we got off the tour, we got back to the house and somebody had videotaped that show. And we watched Uh-oh. the show. Oh, yeah. We watched the video. And in the video, you could clearly see it was uh, Megan who had fucked up. No! <laughs> and we were like, it okay, was so here's what happened. I think I would like add something. Oh, so much fun. Here's what we've learned. Here's but what who we've saved no, the song. Listen. Who saved Adam the song? Saved here's, the song. Adam okay. saved the I song. Do you, right. you want to hear us? I want to hear. Oh, all right, all right. Here's I what we've you. learned about Megan. If Megan drinks too much juice before the show, <laughs> she forgets what songs we write. We's the juice. <laughs> so Megan has learned to wait. Yeah. So that was <laughs> Megatron. That was, a fun, that was a fun memory of messing up a song. How about you, Adam? How about you messing up a song? Oh, oh man! Just recently, we had like the most fantastic save of all time, and our current uh, we have a new song that's called uh, "Perfect Strangers," and it uh, it fluctuates like the quantum through quantum realities of of time signatures. Megan has something to say. What's up? I was say, can I say something real quick about the Santa Cruz shows? That that's one of the things about when you're when you're in a band for long enough and you've done enough practices together and you've practiced fixing mistakes at practice so you're used to not stopping you get to where um a mistake in a song that happens during a live performance turns into a jam session until everybody yeah, figures out what's true. going on yeah 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 totally that's one of the great yeah. things about practicing it now but in this next song in this song perfect strangers it goes back and forth between like kind of a a faster i would say like a punk rock beat that's really straightforward and then it switches to a, a waltz pretty much for the court for the verses and that can be kind of like you know uh, it sounds really really cool and with the at this show we were at the monitors weren't working very well i couldn't hear my own guitar and I couldn't hear Megan, and I couldn't hear Linda. All I could hear was JP, pretty much. And I think I could hear some of Megan. And uh, so we were trying really, really hard to pull it together. And, the, and we played the chorus, the, the fast, you know, kind of punk rockish part. And then we switched over to the verse. And that transition to the new time signature just threw all three of us off. <laughs> And, uh, like, we were all just playing completely different songs yeah. <laughs> for, like, a yeah. minute. And uh, we were, like, trying... It was, like, three people who, like, jumped off of a merry-go-round and were all just trying to jump back separately yeah. on their own time. But we just couldn't find that perfect hold. We... And Linda was awesome. She just, like, stood by, stood by <laughs> and, like, she's kind of, like... I don't know. She, she was just twitting her thumbs and be like, wait for it, guys. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You just figure it out and then I'll get right back on. Yeah, she did great. It was yeah, awesome. It was I think we need to designate someone to save the song next time because all three of us were, like, is everyone well, to start doing what well, I'm doing? Well, what, <laughs> nope. We were all putting fingers what, like, I did, what I did in that moment was I was just like, I'm just going to play the drum beat for the verse and I'm not going to stop until every one of you guys jumps back on. Yeah. And I think I just kept playing the beat yeah. and then Adam synced up with me and then it took like it took like probably a full 60 seconds for uh, for the rest. Of the- <laughs> well, yeah, because in that song, Megan yeah. and I bounce off back well, and we're not playing it's the same like, thing. Uh, it's like when you're trying to get on the highway and you've got someone merging and they're like, oh, I'm going to slow down so you can go ahead. And you're like, no, I'm going to slow down yeah. so you can go ahead. And everybody's like, ah. Or when you're walking in a hallway and you're both on the right side, like somebody's walking towards you and you're walking towards them and you're both on like one side of the hallway and you finally, uh, you keep on thinking that person's going to swerve first, but no, no. but they yeah. think you're going to swerve first. It's like a game of chicken. And then you finally approach each other and you do that, like that dance. We, and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, it was a similar feeling to that. We need to have a designated saver of the lost song. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. How do you... <laughs> I nominate drums because okay, I think drums, drums are but, the... But, the, like, one thing one thing I'll say is that a lot of times when you mess up as a band, uh, a, like you know you messed up and you feel it like really strongly, the audience may never notice. 
This was not one of those times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the audience, people were definitely having that confused look on their face. But see, or that like uncomfortable, like where they're watching that, yeah. something bad happen and they feel bad yeah. for the people that yeah, it's happening it was totally to. Like that. But, and, and like uh, for me, I just remember laughing. I just remember just like playing the beat, looking over at you, Adam, and just laughing. And then I, th- I hope, I hope somebody got a kick out of that, you know? Yeah. And that's a good thing about, I think being where we're at now. Um, I don't know if it's maturity wise or just, or just what, but, um, I feel like we don't let mistakes destroy our, our enjoyment of life anymore. Um, it's still a bummer cause we do practice for a reason because we want to play the songs correctly, but, um, we can also appreciate, I think like, eh, this is fine. We'll we'll figure this out in a second or two yeah. here, and then the next song is, has a good chance of being perfectly fine. We can continue enjoying this evening. It's not the Linda. End what's your best? Yeah, it's totally Linda. Awesome. What's like, your best story of messing up during the show? I mean, I, I'm trying to think of really. I there's countless times I'll forget lyrics. Really? Or come in too soon. Come in too soon, and then like. We have to try and like, I don't know, but I, I can't really, I, I'm, I fake it. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing is, is that I always follow you no matter where we are in the song or if you skip a part or, or like come in earlier, come in late on something. I just wait for the vocals as a cue. Yeah. So it's not really, it's almost like Linda can't mess up. I fake my way through it. And then no one notices anyway. It's like. Nobody ever notices but us. Oh, you messed up. Oh, I didn't notice. Well, no, sometimes I can throw someone off if I come in too soon or something like that, but um, otherwise, it's just times where maybe I've said or, I don't know, just slurred something. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Hailstorm. Yes! I didn't want to say it, but that was Wait, the best. Say what? What'd you say? He said Hailstorm. No. <laughs> the Hailstorm show. Well, what's that? That was the greatest Linda quote ever. If we all had dolls that where you pull the string on the back and it says something that represents our greatest <laughs> quote ever, that would be one of the three in Linda, of Linda's doll. Linda, what was? Oh man, what was the? What I was don't the know. Quote? I mean, they had first of all, they had torpedoes backstage <laughs> and an alcoholic beverage, I believe. We, they had we had to load in super early and stuff like that. But anyway. Um, I was saying something in between songs, like, um, the you know, who's ready for the big storm? They're coming for us. Or I something. know what you uh, said. I'm pretty sure we know what you uh, said. Medi- what I meant to say was meteorologist. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> what? You said no it way, was more what? like a... Mirologist. <laughs> Mirologist. And the, the, the best part about it too is that it's on video too. Like the video of the show no. is like, like she has, the thing that's so great about it is she has such swagger. Yes. Like throughout the whole show. Like that's we right. Yes. Just loving the show. Like we're yeah. having so much fun. And then, and then it's like the, the music comes down and Linda's giving her heart to heart to the crowd. And she's like, Mirologist predict. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you could not. You could not sound more drunk. Than that. No, no, no. You could definitely sound more drunk than that. It was yeah. not that bad. Well, but well, no was... one, no one will ever see the footage. Oh so no! It was so good. No, I, I love it. it but that's that's about it. Otherwise, I'm perfect. So. And then we hung out with Hailstorm. Dude, yeah, man. We got to yeah. eat their pizza in their tour bus, and yeah, boy. No. Hail- 
Hailstorm, I think, was the most fun. They're all fun. They're all great. We've enjoyed them all. But, like, Hailstorm was just so personable. And they invited us to go hang out on their tour bus, which, I mean, yeah, thank you. Like, it was it was so much fun. Like, they talked to us, like, real down-to-earth people. They did not have this air of, like, we're such great, famous musicians, blah, blah, blah. They, they just were cool dudes who had just done a show. And we were all hanging out afterwards, just like any other show. And, yeah, it was fun. They were just just really cool people. I can't even say enough good things about them. Well, you know, Linda, at least you didn't have like an Adam talking about unwritten law kind of moment where I, as a oh, result, God. got microphones taken away from me. Adam says a lot of offensive, oh. offensive yes. things if the, I don't help that him. That definitely was a changing point in, <laughs> so, in that whole yeah, yeah, Adam's Adam's not allowed to have a microphone anymore. I shouldn't have one either. <laughs> I get too excited at shows like I get too excited. Yeah. I'll tell that story but now you have for a pod- another podcast. Now you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I know, podcast, right? So, yeah. So Frying pans, fire. We're putting, a lot of tru- we're putting a lot of trust in you, Adam. And I really appreciate <laughs> that. Megan, I can tell you guys. Megan, Megan, what's your what's your best mistake at a show? Um, uh, we, could say, we could say Santa Cruz. That was pretty bad. <laughs> if that was indeed, which I guess we'll never really know if it was my fault because... I mean, oh, no, we know. where's the evidence? <laughs> really? It's all, video. It's all subjective. I think we still have the video. <laughs> it's right there. So that possibly could be numero uno. I know what I did. I was I was jumping around too much, and I stepped on my uh, tuner pedal right in the middle of like my favorite part of one of the songs, and it went out. And it, it muted horrible. you. It muted me. That's it was a good so one. so bad. Well, guys, that was our last question, but we did skip one question that I was interested in before we finish up. Uh, what are you guys watching right now during your quarantine? Any uh, show recommendations? I think the Tiger Town show is a bit of a shit show, to be honest. Uh-oh. Everyone just can't shut up about it, but frankly, I feel like it sheds light on a very dark reality of like what's actually going on with wild animals in Jeez. our own freaking country and you like don't even realize i mean and they all kind of play off like they're rescues but they all seem shady as fuck yeah like it's and and then i mean right now the the cool thing is for everyone to be sharing memes about it yeah um, whatever but it's like i just i'm not interested in glorifying it it's yeah. it's ugly it's really ugly and then you realize i mean if you want to watch it it is quite entertaining in a very jerry springer like trashy kind of way yeah you know but it's like it's not that cool yeah and then you realize oh these people are on drugs and stuff it's just ugly but anyway i don't want to like spoil it so tiger king more more better call saul Better call Saul. Tiger, yeah, Tiger season. King. We call it Tiger Town. I thought it was Tiger, Tiger Army, we, but we I realized that's actually um, a band. Yeah, Better Call Saul. That's up there. <sighs> Better Call Saul's so good. That Kim Wexler. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> but how are you watching Better Call Saul every day? Because it's only like one episode per week. We're not watching it every day. We watch it every week when it comes out on, on Mondays. Hmm. Yeah, but we're stuck inside like all the time. I've been watching a lot you know, of Star well, Trek, me, The Next Generation, myself. I Oh, that's a great one. Oh man, what I season? just watched this episode about Worf. He's stuck in like these alternate realities. It's in the last season. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. And he ends up being married to Deanna Troy. And I was like, What? Yeah. Really good. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I love a good Q episode. I remember that. That was like towards the end. You that's know what like... I 
I never realized this as a kid, but when you listen to Worf talk, he pronounces every word very clearly and he doesn't use any conjunctions. He never says don't or wanna or gonna. He always says, I do not. I want I to. I'm not. going to. I do not believe that this is yeah. a good idea, Commander. Because he's, you know. Well, it's because English is a second language to Worf. Hmm. It's his second language. <laughs> exactly. So he, <laughs> he speaks it grammatically correct. Well, he was trained, he was trained in, in Britain. Well, that too. That's how it must have been, right? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Uh, what are you watching? Uh, Altered Carbon. This next season of Altered Carbon. I watched. I heard that show's too. I heard that show's too pornographic. It is a bit, <laughs> especially the first season was quite a bit, but it does have a really nice um, actual storyline, which is what I watch it for. Of course. <laughs> that sounds I like you, that plot. sounds yeah. like you. I read it for the articles. Exactly. <laughs> I watch it for the articles. Um, yeah, it has some great... My favorite character is actually Poe. The uh, He's the AI, the artificial intelligence um, innkeeper or motel keeper or whatever you want to call it. And um, he actually has a very complex character. And there's nothing... Wait, there are motels? There are motels in this show? Yeah. He actually is the motel. Like, he's the he's the electric part of the motel i don't know the mater d sure yeah yeah and he's um after edgar Allan poe is is what his inspiration is and um i think the i think the hotel's called the raven and oh well, that makes sense he's just got this great character because you know he uh is not technically human and yet <clears throat> he has a lot of human characteristics um that are greater than most of the humans in the show and then the humans themselves being the premise is that you have a chip in your abdullah Ma- uh, and the chip records basically your personality keeps a copy of it so that when you die they upload that into the brain of a fresh body and you in their oh, okay yeah and so in their minds you are um, immortal but the question is isn't that just a copy it's not the actual original person it's just uploaded right, data like, yeah so like a ghost like ghost in the shell yeah, and so then if it's or uploaded data, how different are these humans really from the AI? And so his character is my favorite because um, it just kind of shows that hum- a human soul and the artificial intelligence start to really blend when you get into this technology that they're talking about. It's kind of interesting. That's deep. And he falls okay, in love. Okay, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say this, that I think that is the most tired Science fiction plotline ever. Oh, oh, but they did it with cool special but effects. Then. That's why they had the uh, the hot people not wearing any uh, clothing. Oh. You know, <laughs> they gotta keep I mean, it. come on. Are we seriously not tired yet of the oh. argument that artificial intelligence is real life? Uh, you know, I'm trying to like justify wait, if they have is artificial really intelligence a life. Do you consider like if would you consider it a living creature? I don't know if I can. I don't know if I consider it or not. But all I'm saying is this has been explored in many, many different. Yes, it has. And and. But this is different than data from Star Trek. This is like much more in depth than that. Data is an individual. But he's a sweet person. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but now now here here's a show that I think is taking a fresh look at at science fiction topics. Is Devs? Have you guys watched Devs yet? Uh -uh. No, you were talking about it earlier. It's uh, Nick Offerman and uh, some uh, woman in it and uh, some other people. Um, is she hot? But it's it's all about... Uh, what? No, it's a Napoleon Dynamite quote. Sorry, continue. Oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of about, like, 
deterministic uh, reality versus and like how that interplays with free will. So it sort of explores that whole thing, but from like a technology standpoint. Hmm. Um, so what it is is if so that his their theory is that if we live in a deterministic reality, then you should be able to extrapolate with like heavy duty computing. You should be able to extrapolate from the from the current time. You should be able to extrapolate backwards and forwards and be able to see into the past or see into the future based on like computer algorithms and like hmm. quantum mechanics. Whoa. And uh, and so <laughs> it sort of it sort of asks the question of if it's true that I can look backwards and forwards, then do I have any free will at all? Hmm. And uh, and then how does that how how does that play into things like guilt or responsibility or other things like that? And I think that's a, I think it's a really neat premise for a show. I'm not like 100% impressed with their execution of it, but I really enjoy the the premise and the idea behind that, and I yeah. think it's really fun. It's got this cool kind of like technological aspect to it as well, which is fun. Isn't that the whole point of existentialism, though? You know, they're trying to determine if I have a purpose and uh, is my existence just random or is it, you know, thought out or do I have like some sort right. of destiny yeah. or, or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Because if yeah. you have a destiny, then you don't yeah. have any free will. Which was Neo's problem yeah. in the Matrix. You know, it all it all comes back to the Matrix. Yeah, we humans, man, that's we what just want. My wanna... grandpa always said. That's what my grandpa would say. Yeah, that's what he would always say. <laughs> nice. It, it all always... goes back to the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Your grandpa. Nice. He knew. He got it. Oh man. <laughs> hey, it's great to talk to you guys, Adam. You want to give us a little wrap up? Yeah, this has been Furlough Fridays talking to you during the quarantine. Everybody stay safe and stay away from each other. Don't touch the other people. Yeah, Wash no your hands a lot. Touchy. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. Oi. Goodbye. Ah. Bye. You ever, like, go upside down and look at your ceiling and pretend like the ceiling is the floor?